Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area And your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax 104.5 on a Friday morning, nice Friday morning, about 40 degrees, upper 30s around the area. We'll get 65, partly sunny today, so uh, return to late summer. Fall is backing off for about two or three days here, because Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, it's going to be in the low 70s. But starting on Monday, it looks like rain, maybe Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week, so again... Get to that all uh, in your plan of attack if you got some harvesting or outside work to get done. Because, again, uh, Mother Nature is going to change from the sunshine uh, to the rain later on in the week. Lots of chores to do this morning here on Wax. Bob and Jill with you this morning. And I wonder how the uh, scary night down on Curview Road went last night. I'm betting it went really well. Yeah, it was really nice weather, wasn't it? It was. It was beautiful last night. Yeah, yesterday afternoon I was out at the uh, apple orchards out at Ferguson's. I asked Annie, I said, anybody grow those Connell Reds anymore? That's my all-time favorite apple. He said, well, we grow a few. He said, uh, they're called actually Fireside now. And he said, I'll call you when they're in because they're a little later apple. So he called me. He said, I got some. So I went out and got a bag of Connell Red Apples, and oh, they are good. So again, get out. The apple orchards are open, and boy, you can have a great weekend at the apple orchards around the area, or the Haunted House. Now, is that again tonight? It is again tonight. Where is it? Now, the location again? It's on Rock and TR Ranch, 8020 Curview Road, and they have from 7 to 10 tonight, but the lights are off tonight. Ooh, so so it's really haunted tonight, huh? It's going to be haunted. All right, so take the kids out there and enjoy that, too. So lots of neat things going on. As far as the news is concerned, we'll tell tell you about some money going out to farmers with distressed farm loans. Also, uh, sign up is beginning for another program we'll tell you about. Cheese champions are coming, Compere Financial, Board of Directors, and uh, we have a young lady from our area who is uh, remaining on the board of Compere Financial. So lots to talk about this morning, including uh, the weather, which, oh, I think you're going to like the weather the next couple of days. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Learn something new every day. I didn't know we had an Amazon warehouse in Old Claire. Did you know that? I did not know that. I uh, don't use Amazon anyways. So. Yeah, I don't have an Amazon. Somebody called me and said, somebody's bought a phone on your Amazon account. Said, That's a good trick. I don't have one. So <laughs> anyway, be careful of these phone scammers out there because... Uh, they are out there, and they are plentiful, so be careful. These phone calls, these robocalls, be careful of them. Weather-wise, boy, it's going to be nice the next uh, three days at least. Today, partly sunny, 65. Saturday, 72. Sunday, 74. Partly sunny. Then some rain coming in on, looks like, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 70 on Monday, then cooling off. 51 on Tuesday, 49 on Wednesday with that rain in the forecast. Right now, it's a very pleasant 40 degrees on our way to about 65. If you are heading out to the woods for a hunt, do that safely, too, but enjoy it. It's going to be a nice day, 65 and partly sunny. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. COVID vaccines may soon be added to the childhood immunization schedule. Here's Dina Kodiak. This after a CDC panel made that recommendation today for kids 5 to 11. The schedule isn't mandatory, but states do have the right to decide whether kids must get the jab in order to be admitted to school. The CDC vote was unanimous, 15 to 0. Republicans are vowing to fight back against the CDC's new COVID vaccine recommendation. Doug Mastriano is running for governor in Pennsylvania. He says the Commonwealth will not mandate the COVID vaccine, no matter what the CDC says. Justice Amy Coney Barrett is denying an emergency bid by some Wisconsin taxpayers to block the student loan debt forgiveness plan. More from Brian Shook. Barrett acted alone denying the request, which comes after the Brown County Taxpayers Association urged the Supreme Court to rule the plan illegally intrudes on Congress's spending power. President Biden announced earlier this year the plan to forgive $10,000 in federal student loan debt. Four former Mississippi daycare workers are being charged with felonies after scaring young children. Videos of the workers dressed up in Halloween masks and scaring the children went viral on the Internet. The videos show them chasing the kids around the daycare while they screamed, cried, ran away, or covered their eyes. They're facing felony child abuse charges now. The Arizona Cardinals are improving to 3-4 and four on the season after beating the New Orleans Saints 42-34 to 34 on Thursday night. Arizona had two defensive touchdowns in the win. Quarterback Kyler Murray threw for 204 yards and a touchdown. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, a quick check of the weather. Partly sunny the next three days right on through Sunday. 60s and 70s. 74 on Sunday. Monday, it'll still be about 70, but there is a chance of rain, and that extends into Tuesday and Wednesday, and it will cool off. 70 on Monday, 51 on Tuesday, 49 on Wednesday. Rice Lake is 37. The cool spot looks like it's Wausau, 34. Medford, 38. Marshfield, 36. The La Crosse area is 43 right now. Green Bay is 41. Madison, Sun Prairie at 40. Milwaukee at 43. And it's 40 right now in the Chippewa Valley. Again, sunny skies, or at least partly sunny today, and 65. And the moon kind of 
laying on its back this morning. Did you see it? Just a little bit of a sliver of the moon? Yes, just a little sliver, and it was just above the horizon. Just above the horizon, so kind of pretty out there. Reminded me of a hammock that I would like to be laying in right about now, but I can't. we got work to do. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Friday morning, markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. By the way, they gave us the football score last night of Arizona and New Orleans, which I don't think anybody cares about. But the Bucks won. They started their season last night in Philadelphia, and they won 90-88. to A good game, so good for the Bucks. They can still be undefeated. Although they still got 81 more games to play. All right, Rural Mutual Insurance, that's enough basketball numbers. How about some livestock numbers, Jill? <laughs> we'll go to the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 138 to 155, with mixed at 111 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 137 to 151, with mixed at 117 to 136. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 138, with select and silage fed steers 80 to 127. Cows are 63 to 101. Bulls are 72 to 102. Butcher hogs are 69 to 97 with sows at 51 to 60. Boars are 15 to 38. Shorn market lambs are 102 to 112. Feeder lambs are 105 to 205. Ewes are 60 to 97. Small goats are 25 to $200. Medium goats are 70 to $245. Large goats are 75 to $350. And nanny goats are 55 to $260. All right. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, livestock futures were mixed as live cattle prices were higher October 149.77, that was up 42. December 151.67, up 32. February 154.85, up 60. And April at 157.57, up 27. Feeder cattle were mostly lower, although October was up 35, closing 175.57. November feeders, 177.55, that was down 52 cents. January 179.25, down 82. March 181.45, down 87. And April feeder cattle, 185.65, down 75. Lean hog carcass contracts were mostly higher except December, and December was 87.02 at the close. Down 35. February up a dime at 89.10. April 93.12 up 37. May 97.27 up 45. Board of Trade mix mostly lower in the trade yesterday, although beans were higher on some better export news there, but uh, not so good export news for corn and wheat. So those markets were mixed yesterday. And overnight, December corn down another two cents at 681. The oats sitting at 376 this morning. December wheat down a nickel at 844. November beans down nine at 1381. Soybean meal for December down $2.90 a ton at $410.40. Barrel cheese down six, 214 and a half. The blocks up three quarters at 205 and three quarters. The butter unchanged at 320. And October class three up eight at twenty one eighty three. November down one at twenty one twenty nine. December down sixteen cents, back down below twenty dollars at nineteen eighty five. January up two at nineteen seventy five, and February down one at nineteen eighty two. And uh, we got a lot to lot to do this morning. Jill, next week we'll be at this time in Indianapolis, right? Yes. I had to think of the day. Yeah, I, was I was a little say, bit of you better, hesitation. You better be, because that's, 
That's where your uh, itinerary will take you. But Jill's <laughs> going to be down for the 95th Annual National FFA Convention and uh, covering uh, students from our area and uh, competition people and award winners and uh, just seeing what the convention is. When's the last time you were at the National Convention? It would have been in 2020. 2020. Well, that was... COVID, wasn't it? They didn't have a convention in 2020. Well, maybe it was 20. It must have been 2019 then. 2019, okay. Because so, it was the last time. It was when my youngest daughter got her American FFA degree. All right. From Osseo Fairchild down there. But again, Jill will be down there. And uh, we want to thank the folks at H&S Manufacturing and Nasonville Dairy for sponsoring uh, Jill's reports from down there. Nasonville Dairy proudly supporting over 180 local dairy farms while producing award-winning cheeses and fresh cheese curds every day. So thanks to H&S and the Nasonville Dairy for uh, sponsoring our reports from the National FFA Convention in the fact uh, in Indianapolis. I was going to say Kansas City, but it's in, it's in Indianapolis. It hasn't been in Kansas City for a long, long time. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll also get an update on the Dairy Innovation Hub, that uh, statewide project that's done at the University of Madison, also at Platteville and at River Falls. We'll get an update on what that's all about and uh, how that is progressing. We'll do that. A lot of other farm news this morning here on Wax. Farm news coming up. The checks are in the mail and time to sign up for uh, another program. Lots to talk about this morning here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Finally figured out where you've been and what you've done the last year or so? Holy smokes, I've done a lot of different things. My brain gets kind of full. I All actually right. was to the National Convention last year. All right, so 2021, your daughter got her American degree and you were there. I was there. Good for you. All right, <laughs> you're going back. Again, Jill's going back uh, this year. And that's next week. And again, thank you to H&S Manufacturing and the Nasonville Dairy for sponsoring our reports from uh, this year's National FFA Convention. All right, 17 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. What's all this money? So some of that $3 billion earmarked for farmers with distressed loans has already been sent out. About $800 million has already been sent to farmers who are having trouble with their direct or guaranteed loan repayment schedules. That means over 13,000 borrowers have gotten money to help keep their loans current. 11,000 who were are delinquent with their repayment schedules and about 2,000 who have already had their farms foreclosed on and still had some debt. That money is part of the Inflation Reduction Act. The USDA has also just opened the sign-up period for the 2023 for farmers in the Agricultural Risk Coverage and Price Loss Coverage Programs. Those programs provide crop by crop protection for the entire farm. The programs a farmer elects for one year are optional, but farmers must enroll through a signed contract each year. If a signed up isn't done by the deadline of next March 15th, the farmer must use the same election they did for their crop, for their 2022 crop. Farm service agency offices are also handling signups for those programs as well. Now, the the he, cheese, we're going to talk some cheese. The 2023 United States Cheese Championships will be held at the Resch Center in Green Bay next February 21st through the 23rd. 
That means that it's time for the cheesemakers to get their entries to the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, which will run the event. They're expecting over 2,500 entries in 118 different categories that will be judged on flavor, body, texture, salt, color, finish, and packaging. Winners will be announced by a live stream event on February 23rd. The defending champion is a baby Swiss variety from Ohio. All right, see if we can't get a Wisconsin variety to be the winner. And also, Compare Financial, a member-owned farm credit cooperative headquartered in Sun Prairie, just wrapped up this year's Board of Directors elections, re-elected another term on the board as Ashley All from Maryland with her family. All helped operate a third-generation Christmas tree farm and nursery. An update coming on what's going on with the Dairy Innovation Hub. We'll do that next right here on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The folks working to help out dairy farmers at the Dairy Innovation Hub sure have been busy lately. Dr. Tara Montgomery is joining us to share more about what they do and what they have going on there. From the southern end of the Longest Barn in Madison, this is Carrie Mess. Tell me, what is the Dairy Innovation Hub? So the Dairy Innovation Hub is a collaborative opportunity, I guess I see it. There's funding that comes from the state of Wisconsin specifically to UW-Madison, UW-Platteville, and UW-River Falls for the campuses to engage in research specific to the dairy industry. We use the funds for hiring research faculty, which for campuses like Platteville and River Falls is a really big deal because most of the work that we, you know, have done previously as faculty was, you know, based around teaching and certainly our new faculty are teaching as well, but to include research programs specifically in priority areas in the dairy industry is especially exciting. We also have funding for equipment grants, um, capacity building, like with our um, campus farms across the three institutions, and also in the laboratories um, and processing plants that we all have to try to increase the ability to do the research, the teaching, and the outreach that have already been our mission. But now we get to focus on the dairy industry in our four priority areas. And I think that's kind of exciting, too, because from the get-go, we knew that we didn't need to, in the state of Wisconsin, increase milk production. We were already doing a pretty good job with that. So we focused on saying, you know, what what does the future look like and, and what do we do to try to make sure that we're staying on the cutting edge of research and innovation. And so our priority areas are ensuring animal health and welfare, stewarding land and water, enriching human health and nutrition, and growing farm businesses and communities. Because if we do all of those things and we advance research in all of those areas, then we know we're going to, you know, set us up for success for future of the dairy industry, not just in Wisconsin, but in the region and also across the country. So I think people sometimes get a little bit confused about the difference between the Dairy Innovation Center and then the Center for Dairy Research. Can you explain a little bit about the differences? The Center for Dairy Research is is based in Madison at UW-Madison and focuses um, mostly on dairy product research. Although they're partnering with companies, you know, across the state to do more than just make dairy products. They're also looking at wastewater management and looking at sustainability of the farms where the milk is coming from to be able to, you know, processed into dairy products. The other thing that's different is in some cases, um, when you look at the Center for Dairy Research, they're focusing mostly on dairy cattle uh, because of the checkoff dollars coming from dairy cattle industry. Whereas when we look at the 
dairy innovation hub, we have the opportunity to focus on all species, anywhere milk comes from, and we consider part of the dairy industry. But also not just focusing on the dairy products, but focusing on the entire picture. So the farm, uh, the communities, the businesses, and it's really kind of fun because we can talk about how all of those things work together, not just one particular area, like the Center for Dairy Research, focusing on the product, but not necessarily always looking at the dairy animal itself, for example. One of the things I think is neat is that you're working with farms to develop some kind of on-farm added value product. River Falls and Madison are doing a great job um, in each of their specific areas with, with helping folks look at dairy processing. And we wanted to make sure that we were contributing to that effort as well. And so we're working on our, our dairy pilot plant and training center and looking at how that can expand our knowledge even further and, and give folks an opportunity to say, okay, well, what if I want technology like the robots so that I can spend more time working with my animals and less time, you know, doing some of the eh, maybe more mundane and especially now that we've got problems with or challenges, maybe not problems, but challenges with, you know, the labor force. We're saying, how do we bring in these technologies and show some of the smaller farms what they can do to help diversify? And maybe that means making their own products. Maybe that means taking their own milk and maybe it's some unique genetics, whether it's from Holsteins or from other breeds. Maybe it's not even cows. <laughs> maybe it's adding goats and sheep. And how do you make a unique cheese or even go beyond that? And, you know, there's folks that I've talked to that are interested in kefir. There's folks that are interested in making yogurt. There's folks interested in bottling milk because that's something that I think a lot of smaller communities are interested in being able to maybe have non-homogenized milk or have full fat, you know, going beyond the three and a quarter percent that we get in our whole milk um, or even going beyond that and, and looking at developing a product that's never been developed before. And it's kind of fun when you talk to the students or when you talk to farmers and everybody's thinking about something. <laughs> everybody's like, I wonder if milk could do this. I wonder if we could use our excess protein or our whey proteins or whatever uh, to do something different. Uh, one of our funded projects is looking at using waste protein from milk, whether it's waste milk or, or from, you know, the whey from a cheese making process and turning it into a filament that then can be put into a 3D printing machine. So that's happening in our, our engineering programs. So that's just an example of using milk in a completely different way, but then the idea of, of value added, whether it's making your own ice cream mix or making a specific cheese or making something we've never thought about before. Those are the things that kind of excites us about the opportunity with the Dairy Innovation Hub because we have funding for people, funding for projects, funding for equipment, and the whole intent is to work with farmers and with industry professionals to make the industry better, you know, not just now, but in the future. Things we haven't thought of yet. And again, that's Tara Montgomery talking uh, with our Dairy Carey this morning. That Dairy Innovation Hub, which is uh, up and working and still a lot to go, though. But uh, again, it's at the University in Madison, also in the College of Agriculture at Platteville and cafes over at the UW River Falls, the Dairy Innovation Hub. And we'll keep following that because they got some exciting ideas. As they said, uh, dairy is more than milk. And uh, they're going to develop some of those other side industries as well. 27, almost 28 minutes after 5 o'clock, we've got 42 or 40 degrees, 65 partly sunny. It's going to be a dandy today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
5.30 in the morning. We'll get an update on our weather forecast, which is going to be pretty nice, uh, at least until about Monday. And to find out uh, what's going on starting on Monday. If you can't figure it out yet, <laughs> a chance of rain. But before that, we've got to get an update on the news. Morgan McCarthy joins us on a beautiful Friday morning. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. Schools across the state were part of a swatting outbreak yesterday morning. Now, there were a few districts near us. Cameron, for example, was probably the closest hit by this that received one of the phony threats. And apparently it's the upper Midwest turn today. Schools across Wisconsin and uh, communities across Wisconsin, their emergency dispatch centers have been receiving internet-based calls, is what I understand, reporting active shooter incidents in schools. That's Janesville Schools Public Information Officer Patrick Gasper as the FBI and local law enforcement confirmed None of the threats were credible. In other headlines and continuing in the courts, Waukesha Christmas Parade attack defendant Darrell Brooks made his opening statement to jurors Wednesday afternoon. It sounded like this. I'm confident that the evidence will show is that this incident was not planned. This incident was not intentional. And this incident was never even thought about. Brooks later grew tearful and said he praised jurors' eyes and ears remain open as possible as he called two witnesses to the stand before the trial adjourned for the day. The 40-year-old Milwaukee man is representing himself and faces dozens of charges in the deaths of six people and injuries to dozen more in last November's tragedy. In news and headlines that bring us closer to us, the uh, bone found in Dunn County Creek is human, but it's not new. Scientists at the state crime lab say a jawbone found in the creek in Menominee is from an ancient Native American. There's no exact date as to just how old the bone is. It was a pair of fishermen who found that in July. State Crime Lab says likely that was found because the water levels were so low at that time. Some answers out of Shawano County as the sheriff there believes somebody threw a 55-gallon drum of diesel fuel mix into a bonfire, and that's what caused the explosion last weekend. Investigators say they updated their look into the bonfire explosion where as many as 40 young people were hurt. Deputies say somebody tossed the drum, which was about a quarter full, into the fire last Friday night. They've spoken with about 20 or so people who were at that bonfire, and they're continuing to speak with people and look for more answers. As we approach the high bench, the U.S. Supreme Court will not hear a challenge from Wisconsin to President Biden's student loan cancellation plan. The high court yesterday rejected the appeal from Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, or WILL, again saying that the group doesn't have the standing to sue will challenge the president's plans by saying President Biden overstepped his authority by ordering between ten dollars and $20,000 worth of student loan debt canceled. Now the White House is preparing for that. Applications and links online. If you're interested in more, you can always find that at 715newsroom.com. And as we look to those beautiful fall colors across the countryside, it seems uh, farmers in the field are just as much of an autumn vision as our leaves this time of year. And in Minnesota, there was a farmer that was in a bad crash in August, and he continued to heal. Proof positive that communities come together here is uh, Lori Oslin talking about everybody lending a hand to help their neighbor out and get the harvest in this season. Got a list of farmers that said that they had already offered to help him take crops out. So I got on the phone and called all the farmers. They brought trucks and combines and grain wagons, and it's a good deal for Scott. Seems the community is harvesting some kindness in bounty this fall. And we send you back to the farm with plenty of people doing the same and hard at work this time of year. Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. And nothing unusual about that. A farmer needs help, the neighbors show up. I don't care if you're in Minnesota, Wisconsin, wherever you are. Farmers helping farmers. As someone once said, it takes a village, and it always does.
to make sure the neighbors are going to get her done. So another good story, but nothing surprising in the world of agriculture. Well, let's find out uh, how happy the world of agriculture and others might be as we look at our weather this morning. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. You don't have anything else to do. You might as well talk to us. <laughs> yeah, I'll just hang out with you all day, huh? I'll, I'll walk over there. <laughs> I'm sure of you. Your TV is out this morning, huh? Yeah, we've been, uh, it's the magic of, well, we'll call it not-so-live TV today because, well, we're obviously not on the air. But, uh, yeah, that'll that'll happen. But you know what? It's a great day to enjoy it because we'll have a good bit of sunshine today in mid to upper 60s for our highs later tonight. Partly cloudy, lows in the low 40s. But tomorrow and Sunday, even warmer. Good bit of sunshine both days, highs into the low to mid 70s. Then Sunday night, a few more clouds start to roll in and a few showers and some thunderstorms as well with our lows dipping to around the low 60s and gusty winds as well. And then going into Monday, a few chances at some lingering showers. Mostly cloudy with highs early on, mostly into the upper 60s. 60s and potentially low 70s again but then we start to dip going into monday night into the low 40s or excuse me mid 40s for our overnight lows mostly cloudy tuesday we really cooled off highs into the low 50s and even some upper 40s possible wednesday we cooled off even more upper 40s for our highs with a good bit of cloud cover then thursday we start to warm it up just a little bit but still right around where we should be for this time of year with low 50s for our highs right now in eau claire we have uh, mostly clear skies and a temperature of 33 degrees Whoa, it really dropped off. It did, yeah. There's a few places out towards the Minnesota border that are still very warm. But, uh, yeah, there's others, like our lower elevations that are into the 20s. So it's really just kind of a shotgun as far as uh, where we're at in terms of temperatures. Oh, I guess so. So how heavy do you expect the rain might be the first part of the next week? Well, it actually could get a little heavy at times. So it's something that we'll uh, continue to track. All right, but enjoy the next three days. Yeah, absolutely. You enjoy it, Bob. All right, thanks, Mike. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. And our weather on wax brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, it's cooled off. We're down to 33 degrees around here, but we'll crawl up to the mid-60s before it's all said and done. Brent Wink is here, and we'll get an update on the uh, crops from Brent, but uh, he won't have a wheat report. But man, Jill, they know how to grow some wheat in parts of the country, don't they? They certainly do. Farmers in the Pacific Northwest know how to grow that wheat. In this year's National Wheat Yield Contest, three entries from that part of the country came out over 200 bushels an acre. The top yield came from Idaho, where farmer Riley Reynolds produced yields of over 231 bushels an acre, 20 bushels more than the previous record yields. All the major category winners from the were from the Pacific Northwest. You ever grow uh, wheat, Brent, over in your farm? We have. Uh, a few years back, you know, when you need straw for cattle and yeah. uh, wheat, but I've never seen yields like that. I was that say, we, we had some close to 100, but my goodness, to double it up, that yeah. is impressive. It really is. 230 bushels. That is a lot of wheat. No question about it. All right. We're, uh, what are we, 20, uh, 21 minutes now before 6 o'clock, and we've got uh, more to look at. we got uh, some calendar items to talk about. We'll do that next right here on WAC. Keeping it rural. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Once again, 33 degrees, 65, partly sunny today in the 70s on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But Monday, it looks like uh, some rain could be moving into the forecast. As we look at the calendar, of course, uh, next week, National FFA Convention in Indianapolis, the 95th Annual Convention. Our Jill will be down there covering that. And we want to thank the folks at the Nasonville Dairy. And, of course, they're in Marshfield and over the highway on Curtis and also H&S Manufacturing. They're all sponsoring our programs, Jill's programs, from the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis next week, and we thank them for that. But, uh, Jill, before that, uh, some scary things going on. Yes, the Field of Screams 2022. The Haunted Trail and Barn is out at Rock and TR Ranch, 8020 Curview Road. That'll be tonight and tomorrow night from 7 to 10 o'clock. And it's a little bit of a fee with it, but the proceeds go to Feed My People, Eau Claire 4-H, and the Warehouse Warriors. And they are doing it again next weekend, too, from the Thursday through Saturday night. There's an egg rescue training event that is today and tomorrow, and that's over in Marshfield. And they're going to be training up um, rescuers for farm accidents, fire, fire, firemen, and EMS personnel. If you're hungry this weekend, there's a Belgian waffle and pancake breakfast breakfast on Sunday, the October 23rd, 8.30 till 12.30, and that's at the Holy Rosary Parish in Owen. And, ooh, waffles with strawberries and cream on top. And then we're going to look a little bit farther into next week on Tuesday there for the PDPW is sponsoring a calf care connection. They're having uh, a gathering on Tuesday, the 25th in Thorpe and ooh, starts at nine o'clock and goes till 430 in the afternoon. And we're going to look a little bit farther next week. And this is where I go to church down in Osseo. They're having their harvest dinner. It's a drive-through on Wednesday, starting at four thirty in the afternoon. Last year, we served up almost a thousand meals. Wow. So they're what are you serving? Meatballs and lefsa, real mashed potatoes. Real mashed potatoes. They really, literally, peel potatoes and mashed potatoes and gravy, corn, rutabagas. Cranberries, coleslaw, and pumpkin bar. Bob Ooh, wants to know how he's going to eat that on I'm the way eat home. I'm going to eat drive through Open up the cafeteria. Let me sit at the <laughs> table and eat. Jeez, I can't eat when I'm driving. So anyway, what day is that? That is Wednesday. All right. So some things coming up on the calendar. And we're right now about 16 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll take a look at markets as we look at markets and news, calendar, all kinds of stuff on a Friday morning at WAC. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six. It's 33 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. With a late test on the Fed cattle, we'll go with Tuesday's prices here. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.45. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.43. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.28 to $1.40. Choice Holstein steers, $1.10 to $1.27. Select 
underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.09 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 75 to 91. We had a top of 94. 60% of the cows sold from 54 to 74. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 53 and down. Call bulls sold from 80 to $1. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $130 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $230 per head. Thursday hog market. Market sows sold from 65 to 75 Boars sold from 20 to 25 We did not have a test on butcher hogs. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, October 21st, starting at noon. We are expecting 30 to 35 bred beef cows for this sale. Pictures of th- some of those cows will be on the equity website. We are expecting 300 to 350 head of good quality beef steers and heifers as well as Holstein steers and heifers. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or you can sign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. More markets. Let's get over to the Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald on a Friday morning. Good morning, Jerry. Big weekend planned. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. I didn't say big weekend plans, but uh, certainly a good opportunity to get a lot of stuff done outside with the nice weekend weather. So uh, I was just, uh, you know, we were talking off air here with the rain coming early part of next week. I'm, is there anything uh, like in the Midwest that's going to kind of bring up the Mississippi? Or, man, that uh, is really low. Uh, I hope so. We uh, That's a scary thing. I don't remember ever seeing the Mississippi that low. That's for sure. It's dangerous out there. Well, wrap up the week for us over at Stratford. I'll certainly do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. And a summary from yesterday, Thursday, the past week here at, here at Equity Stratford on the cow market. These are conventional, regular-type market cows. High-yielding, uh, fleshy Holstein cows this week, selling mostly from 73 to 85 uh, We did top out the week at $90, uh, and that was on beef cows. We had a lot of high-yielding beef cows earlier in the week, sell from 85 up to 90 for the weekly top. Most of the cows this week sold from 52 to 72 uh, with your thinner cows below 50 On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls, mostly from 90 to 105, lighter weight bulls, 87 and down. On the uh, fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers this week, we're selling mostly from 117 to 133, select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, 115 and below. On the calf market, a mostly steady trend all week on the bull calves. Your better quality bull calves weighing 90 to 130 pounds. Uh, selling from 70 to 160. Uh, early in the week, we did top of the bull calves at 170. Uh, heifer calves, very limited this week, uh, mostly $30 and below. Good demand continues on these beef calves also, uh, 150 to 350 and we did top out this week on those beef calves at 380 And I uh, just want to take a look, full marketing week uh, next week here at Equity Stratford, and, of course, uh, our next, uh, 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 next hay sale will be next Tuesday, what I'm trying to say, and uh, that will be next Tuesday. Our next uh, feeder cattle auction will be next Wednesday. And looking ahead just a little bit into November here, uh, like a week, week and a half away or so, Wednesday, November 2nd, will be that special red-hided feeder catalog featuring the red-hided feeder catalog. Of course, we will, other, uh, you know, other feeder cattle also will be accepted for that. So if you got some, let us know. 687-4101 is our phone number. So, Bob, you and Jill have a nice weekend, and uh, sounds like, uh, well, it's going to be, are we going to get to 70? We'll get 72, 74, and 70, uh, 65 today, and then we'll have 70 degrees for three days. So enjoy it, man. You'll take your long underwear off for a few minutes. 
Well, that's not a bad idea either, and you'll have to take the old convertible out. Oh, it might happen. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford sale barn this morning. Board of Trade overnight, December corn down two cents at 681. The oats up a fraction, 376. November soybeans down nine, sitting at 1381 this morning. December meal down 290 a ton at $410.40, and wheat down a nickel at 844. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 622, and soybeans are at 1313. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at 641, with soybeans at 1311. On the DTN screen, corn today at Golden Plump, 642 a bushel. At Baldwin and Mondovi, the corn is 627, beans 1297, Duran 617 and 1287. Elmwood, 627 for the corn, 1302 for the beans. Fall Creek is 612 and 1262, down at Osseo, 632 on the corn, 1302 on the soybeans, Elk Mound, 1307. Sparta, corn 627, beans 1295. Ellsworth, the corn is 607, beans 1247. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 632. Stanley, 631. The Richmond facility at 629. Barrel cheese down six yesterday, 214 and a half blocks up three quarters at 205 and three quarters. Butter steady at 320 a pound. October class three up eight at 2183. November down one at 2129. December down 16 at 1985. January up two at 1975. And February down one at 1982. It's a Friday morning here at Wax, and that means it's time for Brent Wink during the planting, growing, and harvesting season on our Covering the Crops program. Brought to you by Winfield United, that's the ag division of Land O'Lakes. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the voice that joins us now is Brent Wink on our Covering the Crops <laughs> program this morning. And uh, it's a whole lot nicer the last couple of days uh, out there in the field than it was earlier in the week. That wind and temperatures were cold earlier in the week. Yeah, thanks for the reminder to take my long johns off. Uh, <laughs> they've been on for about a week, so maybe now I can have a three-day reprieve yeah, I think you when we see it in can. the 70s. Yeah. But wow, what a what a last week it's been, though. I mean, the harvest, there was, there was a lot of soybeans left out in the fields. There's still some, but my goodness, this week has really... Yeah, made a lot of progress. Oh, it, uh, just amazing. So hopefully we'll see... The majority of that wrapped up before the rain sets in next Monday, but same in our system. It's kind of all about harvest and the plot season and uh, soybeans. I can't touch on it last week, but we've got pretty much a lot of our region harvested. So we got that data out to the agronomist uh, here the last few days. So across Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and you can kind of really start seeing some trends with different varieties and different maturities. And as I touched on last week is is just really interesting to see the mid-group one, so the 1.6 maturity group, provided the highest yielding soybean with one of the varieties of uh, cropland 1.5 maturity coming in at almost 80 bushel. So we, we just didn't see the the reward for the really full season uh, soybeans this year. So uh, again, it's just really interesting data. A lot of great uh, varieties and a lot of great yields that came across. You know, too many to to get into in detail, but you can work with your agronomist on that. And again, we're kind of just switching gears then onto corn. So I know um, many growers that have dipped into corn, the yields are just coming out at 
at some unbelievable numbers. Moistures are a little high, but it is just past the middle of October. But, you know, I think we're, we're going to see higher moistures than we've been accustomed to. Just that late start this spring uh, will definitely show here this fall with a, a little higher moistures. But, you know, again, just some, some great opportunities. And one thing that uh, just kind of came out, your agronomist with Synergy and Alcivia and some of the other co-ops that we work with, um, with some of the distributors, they've came out with a warranty program on seed and crop protection and, and just different inputs. So, again, talk with your uh, local agronomist on that, just opportunities to have a certain management pieces and the seed and all of those pieces uh, on your farm to allow a crop warranty of uh, greater 105% of what your approved yields are with insurance. Never have been a part of something like that. It's a pretty unique offering. So again, working with your agronomist. So hopefully harvest will, uh, again, soybean harvest, uh, I, I hope everyone can wrap that up before the rains come in. And you know, Bob, it's Probably well needed. Some of the the ground here, I've heard a lot of people trying to do tillage. The ground's really hard. And yep, it's some, dusty and yeah, hard out there. Some rain, uh, rain early part of next week would probably be a good thing to kind of soften things up and give everyone a little break as well. So yeah, and safety first because as you said, we need a break. Sometimes we work a little bit fast and hard. So take a break and be safe. Absolutely. Well, Jill, you and Bob have a, a great weekend. Hopefully, Jill will remember what she did this weekend. It's Monday. She can tell us all about it. And memory kind of slips a little bit. Well, that happens, I understand, that but with advancing age. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thank you, sir. You bet. Take care. Brent Wake with us on our program this morning. Cover the crops brought to you by Winfield United, a division of Land O'Lakes. 33 degrees is cool, but it's going to be nice today. 65 and sunny, 70s over the weekend. Oh, doesn't that sound good? You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.